Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today is kind of exciting. We're going to take a glimpse into the future of healthcare. Because obviously, in our psychotic times now, um, we are not going to continue this. <laughs> it's time that we change. Now, all of this uh, will be put on the drbvip.com uh, site. I really appreciate it. And, and all of those that are supporting us on this, it is so appreciated. Uh, that's the drbvip.com site. And also, if you can, also support Extreme Health Academy, which is hugely important because this is where you can really get answers to the chronic health questions. Okay, there's an article that came out from the Clinical and Translational Medicine. Uh, it's called Deceptology in Cancer and Vaccine Sciences. Now, this is hugely important because it explains um, about our population. Now, I don't know if they're going to wipe, um, if they're going to delete this video from YouTube because it does talk about vaccines, but in a different, different stint. Uh, now, if you know that our entire medical system is based on when Rockefeller took over in the early 1900s, and he was a great supporter of the chemical industry of patent medicine. Okay, now, uh, if you know that your doctor is educated in a system that's designed to run a series of tests, um, come up with uh, a pattern, and with these tests, they're comparing you to an, a person without a condition or without a disease or without a diagnosis. And using those, then they put you in a category called a diagnosis. And then they give you a chemical to alter your physiology. And that's literally modern medicine. Now, they're not looking at why it's there or, you know, some doctors may suggest diet, exercise, nutrition. Uh, but very, very few doctors out there, when confronted with the standard stressors like high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, inflammatory bowel disease, they're going to give you a chemical um, to alleviate your symptoms. However, that can cause more symptoms, and it's not addressing the underlying cause. And hence, we have our sick population today. Um, here's this abstract. Okay, quote, from Rockefeller's support of patent medicine to Gates' patent vaccines, medical establishment invested a great deal in intellectual ignorance. Through the control over medical education and research, it has created a public illusion to prop up corporate profits and encourage the lust for money and power. An overview of the data on cancer and vaccine sciences, the status of Americans' health, a survey of repeated failed projects, economic toxicity, and heavy drug consumption, or addiction among young and old provide compelling evidence that in the 20th century, nearly all classic disease categories, congenital, inheritance, neonatal, or induced, shifted to increased induced diseases. Isn't that wild? And that is true. Now, I, I'm just going to read another couple of parts of this article because it's hugely important when you understand the health of the public. The health of the public is based on a system that is not based in in standard philosophy. And this is this is heresy. It's heresy to have a medical journal say that the system that is based on drug 
um, or symptom drug therapy, symptom drug, uh, is not effective. Here we go again, quote, four generations of drug-dependent Americans strongly suggest that the medical establishment has practiced decades of intellectual dis- deception through its claims on war on cancer. That cancer is 100, 200, or 1,000 different uh, disease identifications of individual genetic mutations to cure these diseases, and then vaccines are safe. Such immoral and immoral and unethical practices, along with intellectual harassment and bullying, censoring and silencing of independent and competent professionals. Uh, The intellectual Me Too movement presents grave concerns, far greater compared with the sexual harassment of the Me Too movement that was recently spearheaded by the National Institute of Health. The principal driving forces behind conducting deceptive and illogical medical cancer and vaccine projects seem to be a huge return on investment, corporate profit for selling drugs and vaccines, maintenance of abusive power over public health, global control of population growth via increased induction of diseases, infertility, and decreased lifespan and death. An overview of accidental discoveries that we have established have extended since the 1980s on models of acute and chronic ocular inflammatory diseases provide a series of first evidence for a direct link between inflammation and multicept immune dysfunction in termogenesis and angiogenesis. The results are relevant to demonstrate that current emphasis on vaccinating the unborn, newborn, or infant would induce immediate or long-term immune disorders, low birth weight, preterm birth weight, fatigue, autism, epilepsy, blood-brain barrier leakage, autoimmune diseases, neurodegenerative diseases, digestive diseases, obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular problems, and cancers. Vaccination of the unborn is likely to disturb trophoblast, embryoblast, fetus, placental biology, uh, and orderly growth of the embryo fetus. Alter epithelial mesenchymal transition or constitute uh, inducible receptor damage of mitochondrial. Uh, In English, what this means is that you are inducing a therapy into a natural system, a system that has been dying for 60,000 years, and, and the, well, actually more than that, where you're, you're interrupting gestation with an immune system stimulant that's never been done. And we are seeing diseases in children that have never been seen before, like inflammatory bowel diseases in seven and eight-year-old kids, um, autism at epidemic proportions. Uh, we're looking um, gender identification issues. Even this can be traced back to um, uh, mother's use of birth control pills. So there is a huge amount of inflammatory processes, neurodegenerative processes that are happening in our population. Uh, now, I want to bring back a little historical reference because we're also going to talk about natural health. It's just that article was just brilliant. Um, now, this is from uh, 1902, the guy that developed osteopathy, Dr. Still. And this guy is brilliant, but listen to his quote. Quote, the present schools of medicine are injurious schools of drunken systems that are creating morphine, whiskey, and other drug-taking habits 
to the shame and disgrace of the advancement of and intelligence of the age. The people have become diseased now, as in other days, and to heal them successfully without making opium fields and whiskey sots for life um, should call for and get the best attention that the mind of man can give. Well said, Dr. Still. Um, <laughs> and, and here's one from Batman Gunji. If you have not read Water Cures, Drug Kills, this is one of the br most brilliant books. And it literally is talking about how disease is really an adaptation to a stressed environment. Okay, now he, uh, Dr. Batman Gunji goes in to explain um, how medical doctors, um, their, their therapy of symptom drug using toxic chemicals uh, and, and the entire system based on is actually not helping people to get stronger, healthier, and live a better quality of life. They're, they're giving a chemical to alleviate symptoms. So, quote, all of a sudden they will feel naked. They will see the many years of learning and memorizing scientific jargons, all the statistical analysis for justification of treatment protocols using toxic chemicals or invasive procedures, and the price structure attached to these acquired skills is declared obsolete. End of quote. Oh my gosh, brilliant. So I'm going to talk about natural health care. How can you reverse disease naturally in a system that's set up to look at symptom drug protocol? Well, the symptom drug protocol doesn't really work. It doesn't induce health. I mean, obviously, if you're taking five or six different drugs for five or six different symptoms, um, do you feel really, really good, or are you feeling not so good? You know, your your blood pressure may be lower, your cholesterol may be lower, you um, your anxiety may be a little bit lessened, and you're taking chemically induced sleep. But does that mean that you're healthier? <laughs> Let's change that. And here's an article out of 2005, the Medical Journal Armed Forces of India, on atrogenic disorders. With the multitude of drugs prescribed to a single patient, adverse drug reactions are bound to occur. One of the basic principles of treatment stated by Hippocrates is first do no harm. Stories of medical remedies causing more harm than good have been recorded from time immemorial. It would be impossible to provide benefits of modern medicine if reasonable steps in diagnostic and treatments were withheld because of possible risks. End of quote. I'm in total agreement. I really think that the person should uh, uh, be able to decide on what therapies is done to his body, not by being coerced or threatened or bribed. Okay, that, that, you know, give confidence to the individual for deciding his own care. And then we have idiopathic disease. This is a disease of unknown cause or mechanism. It, it means, idiopathic means one's own suffering. Iatrogenic, though, is induced in a patient, is a disease or symptom induced in a patient by treatment or comments of a physician. Now, Western scientific medicine has a philosophy, um, like a technocentric approach, like the body is a machine. Scientifically and medically proven processes are used to diagnose and treat an illness or disease or condition, which is seen as something gone wrong with the body. 
methods like surgery and drugs used to repair the body to get the machine working smoothly. Where it's interesting because alternative medicine, I don't think it is alternative, they have holistic philosophies where illness is seen as some imbalance in the body and the body is considered as a whole rather than parts that need repairing. Now, that's a really good definition because if you have um, high blood pressure and doctors want to reduce that to prevent stroke or, or kidney disease, so they'll typically give you a blood pressure-reducing drug like ACE inhibitor, a diuretic, a beta blocker. Now, those can have damaging effects on the rest of the body and can lead to other problems. So instead of instead of looking at why the high blood pressure is there, why is the body adapting to this? Okay, and that's what a chiropractor would look at. Um, just a chemical is given so your blood pressure is lower without addressing the stress. That's foolishness. That cannot and never does work. So if you're looking at modern healthcare has uh, the panacea for all ills, does the gastroenterologist speak to the rheumatologist or do they communicate to the nephrologist or neurologist or, you know, no, these are separate. They're separate entities that prescribe separate drugs for separate conditions, even though everything is connected. Look at around you. One in two, half of our population will get cancer. Heart disease affects one in four. That's 25%. Depression, dementia, thyroid. You know, you're looking at half our population is going to have some type of diabetes. This is nuts. So let's look at it a little bit different. Because if you're going to do the same thing, expect the same outcome. How about we look at, at diagnostics a little different? Is high blood pressure a disease or an adaptation? Is fibromyalgia a disease or an adaptation? Uh, high cholesterol, breast cancer, is a disease or an adaptation or a toxic exposure? You can talk about anything. Erectile dysfunction, is that a disease or stress adaptation or toxic exposure? So let's start looking at this. I mean, neck pain, back pain. Let's take basic stuff. Is that a disease that requires a toxic chemical that negatively affects your body, like a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory? Or is it an alarm that tells you that there's something wrong? Again, let's bring in basic common sense. Now, people will say, well, medical doctors are highly educated. Absolutely they are. They're called allopaths. Now, the definition of allopath is a system of medical practices that aims to combat disease by use of remedies such as drugs or surgery, producing effects different from the or incompatible incompat with those produced by the disease being treated. Beautiful. They spend around 5,011 hours in school. Now, chiropractors spend about 5,212 hours in school, so a couple hundred hours more than a medical doctor. But we're based in vitalism. The definition of vitalism is all organic systems in the universe, conscious, um, self-developing, self-maintaining, and self-healing. And the body has an innate intelligence that guides the development and it inter its interactions with the environment. So chiropractors, uh, well, not all because they're not teaching it anymore, uh, that the body is self-healing, self-regulating, self-maintaining. That makes a lot of sense. 
And if you look at the philosophy based on vitalism, holism, naturalism, rationalism, and there's a science and art to it. And here's here's one of the best I've, I've ever heard, like centralized uh, thought. Health is a state of optimal physical, emotional, and social well well being. Central to the philosophy of chiropractic is the principle that life is intelligent. Interference with the neurologic function can impede these mechanisms, disrupt disrupt homeostatic balance, and adversely affect health. Brilliant! I love that. And when you look at, the, let's say, the Harvard Medical School and the New England Journal of Medicine, 2015, they said, do not go for your annual physical uh, because it can result in a battery of unnecessary tests, ineffective at preventing disease, unnecessary processes and exams. Um, the physicals make sense in theory, but has it borne out reality? Quote from the New England Journal of Medicine. Let's look at your body. Your body is going to respond to the environment based on its communication. You have an electrical and a chemical system. The electrical is the nervous system. The chemical is the hormonal system. Now, this alters growth, metabolism, fertility, immune behavior, everything. And this is what your systems do. Now, if you have a trauma, you're altering the autonomic nervous system. If you have a chemical assault, you're altering the hormonal system. So it's just how the body works. Now, you're exposed to a whole bunch of different chemicals that are like hormones, but not really hormones. They're called endocrine disruptors. And this is in food, cosmetics, vaccines, pharmaceuticals, pesticides. It's everywhere. In fact, there's an endocrine disruptor screening program that that has estimated 87,000 chemicals okay, in, uh, in, in your world. And now, no U.S. law currently addresses endocrine disruptors. Why? Because the chemical industry is powerful. So we need to really change our belief system, change our views. And if you were to do that, okay, because think of this. You've got the allopathic model or allopathetic where symptom is controlled with a therapy, with a drug or something else. And and so what about immune systems? Does immune system, do we strengthen the immune system with vitamins to, to help the body adapt, give it appropriate nutrients, give it rest, look at the vitalistic aspect of how you're, you're interacting with the environment? Or do we give you a drug to protect you from a disease? Or a vaccine to protect you from a disease? Or a therapy to protect you from a disease? Does that mean one therapy is right for everyone? Obviously, because that's how the vaccination program got started. <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense, because we're all individuals. I mean, what happens with a kid who had birth trauma, who had um, ear infections, who has a, a, a horrible gut flora, and they're six years old, or, or 16 years old, and they have anxiety, stress, depression, and inflammatory bowel disorder? Now, that person's going to get a flu shot. Now, let's say we have a 16-year-old that's raised with organic food, never been vaccinated, never had an antibiotic, and super healthy. What happens if that person gets a flu shot? Are they going to have a similar response, or is it going to be different? Uh, obviously, it's going to be different. So each person has to be looked at individually. 
which one has more inflammatory processes, which one has sleep disturbances. Okay, and we check both types of those people, people that are sick, walking around hurting, and people that are healthy, and you're going to find different stressors. So we're looking at how the body is adapting to the environment. Now, chiropractic is based on vitalism, that the body has an innate, inborn intelligence. Do you believe that? Absolutely you do. Um, now, the, the subluxation or pressure on the nervous system is called a subluxation. Now, this is the central nervous system. It interferes with the central nervous system's ability to self-regulate, self-organize, adapt, repair, and heal. Now, correcting the subluxation removes the interference, and the body's innate intelligence is able to function properly. Vitalism is based on healing only occurs when the body's own healing powers are activated. Think of that. Healing only occurs when your own body's healing powers are activated. Oh, my God, that makes sense. So does that mean when you have a joint pain and you're given a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, like Advil, Motrin, or Aleve, okay, that even though that, that decreases some of the joint pain, it also inhibits proteoglycan production, which is the building block of cartilage, which damages the joints. Yes, it does decrease some of the discomfort. Yes, it does damage the kidneys, increases cardiovascular damage, and cause joint destruction. So what do you want? Do you want the allopathic model or the vitalistic model? Well, let's look at this. You have an automatic nervous system. How do you guess it? How do you regulate it? Um, if that central nervous system it has got this automatic function, one part keeps you alive under stress, and that's called the sympathetic. The other part regenerates tissue, and that's called the parasympathetic. Now, this automatic nervous system has you, um, it, it is functioning all the time. When you're ready to regenerate your system, the parasympathetic works. When you're trying to survive, the sympathetic works. And this is huge because it literally is how the body adapts. Now, we look at heart rate variability, and that's called the HRV test. And that's been developed since way back in the 60s, but it's fantastic for measuring autonomic function. Now, we'll actually do a before and after uh, heart rate variability to monitor people's stress level. So what is what we do? Chiropractic, okay, is a unique, distinctive healing art. Okay, it's not alternative care. It's not complementary care. No, this is totally different. Okay, now we are doctors of the nervous system, not back and neck doctors or muscle doctors. Okay, now remember, 86% of the schools are not teaching this anymore. Now, we're not for massage, we're not for back pain, not for neck pain, not even for symptom relief. Symptom relief occurs as a side effect of getting the body healthy. What a job of a chiropractor is, is to identify and correct vertebral subluxations and to literally restore normal form and function, not for symptom relief. And, and I love this. When you look at um, B.J. Palmer's, one of the founders, um, he said, medicine is the study of disease and what causes man to die. Chiropractic is the study of health and what causes man to live. I mean, brilliant. If you look at all of the functions, I mean, 
Regardless of the ideology, the autonomic dysfunction is the core mechanism underlying the development of and perpetuation of multi-organ failure. This, that stress state is the key. So the stress state is the key in when you're looking at chronic illness or injury. This, this is inflammatory bowel disease. This is anxiety, stress, depression, joint pain. This is everything, asthma, breathing problems. There's going to be some type of stressor that's the, a contributing, if not causative, factor. Here's out of Comprehensive Physiology, 2014. Quote, further understanding of the regulatory mechanisms linking sympathetic and parasympathetic and immune system is critical for understanding relationships between chronic disease development and immune system-associated autonomic function. Absolutely it is. This means you have to find and identify and correct the autonomic imbalance. Um, Andrew Tobin, now this is a neuropathophysiologist at Harvard Medical School. Quote, research indicates that major causes of spinal kinesiopathophysiology in infants is childbirth, and its widespread incidence during infancy are minds stressing the need, in, in our minds, stressing the need for correction from birth so that irreversible subluxation degeneration uh, does not occur. Brilliant. That's exactly what we've got to look at. Now, autonomic function, Sympathetic, parasympathetic, if you adjust the cervical spine, you're going to affect the parasympathetic. Thoracic, you're going to affect the sympathetic. We're going to cover uh, all of these things and go over some facts and data, which are going to be really fun. Uh, but I also want to go into a little bit of the part that, um, well, um, is going to be censored. Okay, so, so just ask yourself. These are questions that would change your paradigm. Why are we so sick? Do we need more medications? Do we need more vaccines, more surgeries? Um, are we not get, getting people on medications soon enough? Is our species just effective? Answer those questions and you'll have a long life or shorter life. So now this one we're going to talk about, this is going to be the censored part. And I know we only have around four minutes, so I'll talk fast. But the title of this is What Happens When You Politicize a Disease? Know that, and, and here's a really brilliant book, The Language of the Third Reich, because we are in a political environment now that is a socialist takeover where, where the government is, is trying to um, paternalize okay, and print money and take money away from the wealthy and give it to the poor, which is cool. That's nice Robin Hood stuff. But they also are taking away your freedoms, like the freedom to worship, the freedom of speech, the freedom of assembly. Okay, and these are freedoms that the world was founded on, or America was founded on. And, and it's interesting because the Nazis and the socialists um, also use the same pattern. Now, this was the language of the Third Reich. Um, single words, idioms, and centric structures were used to impose upon them uh, millions of repetition to take on a broad, mechanical, and unconscious. The sole purpose of the, the Nazi use and form of language is to strip everyone of their individuality, to paralyze them as personalities, to make them into unthinking, docile cattle, and herd them driven and hounded in a per particular direction. 
um, where Nazi language addresses the individual, it educates, it teaches uh, by means of breeding fantasism and techniques of mass suggestion. Now, there was a book that came out in 1988 called Cogs in the Wheel, The Formation of the Soviet Man. Soviet speech is always a monologue because there's no other party to talk to. Um, the other side is the enemy. That's why Soviet language, the same words are repeated over and over again. They become a single um, that acts without efforts. The Soviet language became the most important in preventing people from acquiring more knowledge than the state wished. Um, now, if you think about this, what do, I, what do you say? Vaccines are safe and effective. You know, <laughs> I mean, when you, when you look at this, that, that repeated over and over. I mean, when you look at the border crisis now, no, it's not a crisis, according to some people. It is a crisis for people that are actually on the border. Um, it, it's such a dichot. It, it's the same thing is happening, but you're getting completely different narratives from completely different people. The problem is the narratives are being controlled. If you look at the Spanish Inquisition, where if you had a difference of belief system, or if you weren't practicing those belief system, they would literally torture you until you believe their method. We are in the same fashion. Okay, They are going to be coming up with vaccination passports or health passports. So if you've had the medical procedure, then you're able to buy food or get on a plane. This is wiping out the individual freedom. This is wiping out your freedom of speech, your freedom of assembly, your freedom of everything. This politicization of a disease that is no worse than the flu. That's right. The World Health Organization said COVID-19 is no worse than the flu. And we are giving up our personal rights and our personal freedoms. So do not ask your neighbors, do not ask anyone on how you can get a vaccine exemption. Because if you submit to this vaccine, you're going to be submitting to a vaccine every year minimum. You're going to be getting your adult vaccination schedule. So this is time we take back our individual rights. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. God bless you. I love you. We will get our world back. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.